never get out of the boat. Hello, my name is Will and welcome to Exploding Helicopter, the only podcast in the world that likes to see helicopters destroyed with extreme prejudice. Now, unfortunately for me, life is rather busy at the moment, so I'm not able to bring you a normal episode of Exploding Helicopter, but I have had time to record a little mini-episode to keep your chopper fireball juices satisfied. So there's no guest today diluting the entertainment, it's just a solo show with me, so you're guaranteed 100% entertainment. Or at least, that's what it says here. So what are we doing on this show? Well, we're looking at a classic war movie. A classic of American cinema, it's 1979's Apocalypse Now. Let's listen to what Martin Sheen can tell us about the film. I've been a soldier since I was 19, and I still haven't learned how to wait for it. I wanted a mission for my sins, they gave me one. Nobody had ever gone on a mission like it before. And when it was over, I'd never want another one. Your mission is to proceed up the Nung River in a Navy patrol boat. Pick up Colonel Kurtz's path at New Mung Ba. When you find the colonel, infiltrate his team by whatever means available and terminate the colonel's command. Terminate. Terminate with extreme prejudice. My orders say I'm not supposed to know where I'm taking this boat, so I don't. But one look at you and I know it's going to be hot. Travel the world, meet interesting people, kill them. So goes the unofficial army recruitment slogan, which tries to suggest that the military is little more than a glorified holiday, albeit with a little light homicide thrown in. In fact, there are striking parallels between serving in the army and taking a package holiday. With both your travel, accommodation and catering needs are all taken care of, and the citizens of the country you're visiting are never keen to see you. Skeptics might point out that most holidays don't require you to risk potentially fatal violence. All I can say is, those skeptics clearly weren't on some of the lads' holidays I used to go on. In many ways, it makes more sense to view Apocalypse Now in terms of a particularly indifferent package holiday. The plot sees Army Officer Martin Sheen offered a mission, or mini-break holiday, by some slippery top brass types. They want him to make a hush-hush trip to Cambodia to quietly assassinate Marlon Brando, a top Green Beret colonel who's gone bonkers, disappeared into the jungle and is now proving to be an embarrassment to the Pentagon. Bored of his budget hotel room in Saigon, Sheen accepts the offer, especially as the trip to Cambodia involves a relaxing river cruise. Unfortunately, his travel companions prove to be either naive or highly strong, and Martin soon finds himself holed up in the boat's cabin, getting wasted on the minibar. In this, he mimics the majority of young English male tourists who tend to return from a sunny fortnight abroad even whiter and with a liver twice its original size. Knocking back straight whiskies, Sheen misses numerous opportunities for surfing, water skiing and pedalo larks along the river. Maybe he just forgot his speedos. Still, he does get to enjoy some of the nightlife, including a strip show and a rather vivid firework display which featuring live ammunition, shows shockingly lax regard for health and safety legislation. And you know that thing about places never looking quite as good as in the brochure? Well, it's the same story here. Because when R. Martin arrives at Brando's Cambodian resort, he learns that the light and airy room commanding stunning views is actually a bamboo cage in which he's swiftly imprisoned. 
And instead of those nice little potted palm plants you often find in sunny resorts, there's an assortment of severed heads littering the camp. Uh, when did you say the next boat back was? Still, at least it didn't fly Ryanair. And mercifully, Camp Cambodia is free of the ultimate holiday annoyance. Germans putting towels on sun lounges, then going for an hours long walk into town. But it does have Dennis Hopper, whose unhinged manic gibbering suggests he's had too much midday sun without the Factor 30 on. Also lounging around is Scott Glenn, who stares gauntly into the middle distance all day, presumably wondering why, even in a three hour plus film, he doesn't get a single line of dialogue. Eventually it's time for Sheen to check out and settle his bill, which in this case requires him to end Brando's stay at the camp with some proverbial extreme prejudice. I only hope Big Marlon's travel insurance covers him for the damage. And talking of Brando, we should say a word or two about the great man's appearance in a fabulously indulgent cameo. I say appears, but it's hard to be entirely sure, since the much-lauded actor, embarrassed about his enormous girth, performed most of his scenes amidst virtually blacked-out shadow, with just tiny sections of his body visible at any one time. Even so, I can confidently state that the man has really fat ears. Throughout his career, Brando was notorious for not bothering to learn his lines, but it now seems he'd reached a point where he couldn't even be bothered to appear in his own scenes. You'd think such obvious contempt for your craft might leave an actor struggling to find paid employment. Not so in Hollywood, where producers responded by offering Brando ever larger sums of money to appear in ever shorter amounts of film. Someone, please tell me where I can sign up. Anyway, all this is merely prologue, for earlier in the trip, Sheen takes a connecting flight with Robert Duvall's air cavalry helicopters. They arrive at a particularly lively beach resort, where the locals seem none too pleased by the sudden appearance of the loutish holidaymakers, ghetto blasters on full volume. As one helicopter lands to evacuate some wounded tourists, an irate local runs up and throws a grenade-containing hat. The soldiers dive for cover and vavoom, one stationary chopper fireball. We get a lovely aerial view of the entire sequence, affording a bird's eye view of bystanders realising the helicopter's about to explode, scattering hither and thither. As the chopper is consumed with flame, the rotor blades continue to turn, which is always a nice touch. Over the years, there have been many Vietnam films, but this is, to our knowledge, the earliest known Vietnam-related exploding helicopter. And it's certainly the only helicopter that's been destroyed by an exploding hat. Well, that pretty much wraps up our review of Apocalypse Now. So we're going to take a quick break, after which I'm going to come back and close out the show. Hey guys, this is JD from the Incession Film Podcast. Every week on our show, you can join my co-host Brendan and I as we review the latest films that's out in theaters. It also inspires us to discuss a top three list of some sort, and we have a lot of other fun movie discussions as well. It's always a blast. And we also have a show on Fridays called our Extra Film Podcast. This is a show that gives us the space to talk about the latest indies and art films and other classics that we normally just don't get to talk about on our main show. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, and more. In fact, you can just see everything about us, including our social medias at InsessionFilm.com. So join us every week. We'd absolutely love to have you. 
Well, thank you for your indulgence and listening to me witter on about Apocalypse Now. If you like what we do, then please give us a retweet, a like on Facebook, or leave us a review on iTunes. Just help spread the word about what we do. Check out the Exploding Helicopter website where we've got loads of reasonably entertaining reviews about films where helicopters explode. We'll be back soon. But until then, keep watching the skies for those exploding helicopters. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Never get out of the boat. Absolutely goddamn right. Unless you were going all the way.